tips and maybe a chuckle or two. <laughs> so like hey, such a grandpa. What a great start. <laughs> and maybe a chuckle or two. I'm Carrie. I'm the New York Times and internationally best-selling author of kids' books. And I'm Sean, her lovely co-host. <laughs> <laughs> married and you can tell normally we start off the uh podcast with a random thought sometimes that's in bed sometimes it's in the car sometimes it's in the office but it's always random like us and then we'll give you a writing tip and a dog tip and hopefully some good fodder as well thanks for sticking with us enjoy your day podcast so our random thoughts gonna be stupid for sure man we had a hard week it was uh, a hard week seems like it was somebody was mean to me on twitter really yeah because i wrote our joke and they said i was effed up last night yeah man you, oh, don't you didn't remember? tell me yes, they didn't, you didn't I, tell me that they said you were effed they up. said i was effed up man to even say that yeah, here. I'll read, oh, the, I'll read our joke. Hold I on. Let me totally go find it. I totally misunderstood what you said. Oh, well, that's normal. Okay, so um, I wrote uh, a dialogue between myself and, and Shawnee Kay right next to me, right? And it was me looking at Sean bent over, loading the dishwasher, saying, I have a really big urge to take a picture of your plumber's smile right now. And Sean said... And what would you do with that? And I said, keep it. And when you're dead, look at it and remember you fondly. And Sean said... You'd probably use it for my obituary picture, wouldn't you? (laughs) He knows me well. And so then someone on Twitter, who I shall not name, but apparently they are a male, said, kind of effed up. You'd use his obituary to tell people that he's an ass. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) It means that like the obituary people picture would be a picture of your bottom right i got that and so he's saying that that would imply that you're a a word yeah, and then that i'm effed up because i would do that but i still don't get it what don't you get what's wrong about it telling people i'm an ass or waiting until i'm dead to tell yeah people i guess I'm an waiting ass? Until you... or using my picture to do one or the other or both i i, I guess all is wrong man all is wrong that's ridiculous. You know what's also wrong? What? Also on my Twitter, um, Carrie Jones Books. I feel like I'm an ad for my Twitter. Um, there's a, 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 a Spotify playlist that's like best woman singers of the 80s. Yeah. And it has Air Supply on it. Really? And, and Air Supply are just two men who sing in wicked high falsettos. They're very <laughs> good at it. Like, And they sang like these songs in the 80s like, you're every woman in the world to me. Is that like a computer-generated list? I don't know, but it's so funny. funny. It's so funny. But anyways, you can't trust anybody. Apparently not. Yeah. And I thought our joke was okay. Oh, that's fine. We weren't like being, we weren't punching down. No, no. You know? (laughs) I thought it was funny. (laughs) That's the way I read. in if you want to be a writer and the second name is how to invest in the most important thing in your writing career and here's a spoiler 
Are you writing for Medium? Yeah, it seems like I am. <laughs> the most important thing you have in your writing career is you. So that's what you're supposed to invest in. We know, we know. You're probably hoping for a cool app or the perfect book about plot beats and character development. But no, it's you. Sean just keeps laughing. So. It's because the way you're presenting it's so funny. So you can't write if you don't exist. You write best when you're doing pretty fine, right? So you want to invest in yourself so you can do pretty fine, so you can be happy and a good writer, right? Makes sense It's to totally me. logical. Don't make any money if the machinery's not working. Yeah, man. Right. Right. Yeah, and your brain's your machinery and your body, too, because your brain and your body connected. It sounded like that was a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the ways to actually invest in yourself. One. Stay healthy for your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hard to write when you feel like crap because your brain is all broken. As Harvard Healthbeat says, quote, first, it is important to remember that you need a healthy body to have a healthy brain. So how do you do that, according to Harvard? Step one, ooh, eat a plant-based <laughs> diet. Well, I'm going to say that the one more time. The bacon plant. Step one, eat a plant-based diet. You can do it, baby. I started like this whole thing on my blog just to try to get Sean to eat more plant-based diets. It's called Cooking with a Writer, and it's goofy, and it's not working. Two. <laughs> What's number two, babe? Exercise regularly. Yeah. Are you doing that? Uh, through via work. All right. Three, get enough sleep. I'm not doing that. Alright, how about four? Not, not too good. You want to tell everyone what four is? <laughs> Manage your stress. Yeah, we had a stressful week. Number five. <laughs> Nurture social contact. Are you doing that this week? Well, you I talked know, to Charlie on the, out on the front desk. Yes, I did talk to the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's a lonely time. Yes. <laughs> Number six. Six. Sex. What's Number on your sex. Brain, baby? Oh. Continue to challenge your brain. There. Do you challenge your brain, boo? Do I? I don't know. You do the New York Times mini crossover. Oh, that's stuff. always you, man. That's you. That's always you. All right. So there. The first step is to just try to stay healthy for your brain by eating well, taking care of yourself, not being too stressed, <laughs> and having friends, I guess. Yeah. I'm challenging your brain. Yeah. And then the second step is really partially in the first step as well, and that is to... Stay happy, or at least okay. <laughs> Relationships matter. I put the bar low, man, because COVID. Yeah, that's really low. Okay. So, it's hard to do right now sometimes, even. Yeah, like your relationships with other people are really important, and they help you evolve. And there's this thing called the dependency paradox, which I don't remember we've talked about before, have we? I don't remember. We'll find out later. All right. So, as Kyle Benson writes, Our partners powerfully affect our ability to thrive in life. They influence how we feel about ourselves what we believe we are capable of, and they ultimately impact our attempts to achieve our dreams. Even Mr. <laughs> Self-Actualization, Abram Maslow, himself argued that without bonds of love and affection with others, we cannot go on to achieve our full potential as human beings. Once we choose a partner, there is no question about whether dependency exists or not. It always does. Countless studies show that once... We become intimately attached to another human being. 
The two of us form one physiological being. Our partner regulates our blood pressure, our heart rate, our breathing, and the level of hormones in our blood. The emphasis of independence in adult relationships does not hold water from a biological perspective. Oh my gosh, is that why my pulse rate has been so much higher since we've been married? <laughs> You're funny. Maybe. Well, like, I think it's like legit high. Because I'm high contact? Yeah, man. You're very <laughs> high contact. Wow, I wonder. That's weird. Maybe. That's weird. I've always been a low pulse, low blood pressure person. Now. Yeah. <laughs> that's really out of context. I mean, it's, it's contextual, but, you know. What? We don't want to get in a review of previous relationships, which... Oh, that's not... Dinosaur no. should have driven up your blood pressure and... I know, but rate. it's higher with you. Maybe that's just because you're more excited. Oh, that could be, because yes. you're such an adorable love nugget. That's right. He's an adorable love nugget. That's right. All right, which is why this writer is happy. So there's a link to Kyle's post in our notes, and it's just so good. But the part that really rings true for writers and other creatives is this. Quote... When a partner is supportive, we are more willing to explore and our self-esteem and confidence gets a boost, which allows us to go after our deepest desires. This not only improves the quality of our lives, but it also deepens and enhances our satisfaction within the relationship and our physical health, except for our blood pressure. But as many of us know, sometimes our exploration leads to failure, rejection, and painful experiences. And so when these bad events happen, our biological programming creates anxiety that leads us to seek proximity, which could be physical or psychological, with the person we love. If they're supportive during this stage, our stress will go down and we cope with our problems faster, which ultimately leads us to overcome the problem and continue and continue to go after our deepest desires. I'm gonna fix their typos. Alright, so uh, there you go, babe. It's all on you. As my pa- as the partner of the creative. You're the partner of the creative. It doesn't matter. It's gotta go both ways. And I'll admit you're much better at it than I am. You're being contrary again. Huh? You're being contrary again. So anyways, the point here is to not pick a contrary partner, but to pick a partner who's supportive. So like when you get rejected and you're feeling super sad, they hug you and they pat you on the head and they say, babes, it's okay, right? You're still an awesome writer and you won't go bankrupt because you you got rejected for the 8,000th time. And here's your idea and it's really good. I'm going to support you. And let's do this together and stuff. They're like like that. That's supportive. I got it. Yeah. No. And when they have an idea on a podcast, they're like, oh, no, like that. That's not supportive. What? What? Idea on a podcast? Idea in a podcast. Okay, so anyways, find those supportive partners and get rid of the unsupportive people. I feel like I'm advocating for divorce. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it says. Or train your partner to be supportive. Tell them what you need, right? Sean yeah. has a whole manual about how to deal with me. It's called the Book of Carrie. Yeah, I do. <laughs> He's been building that book for years. And then three, the number three thing is... Get some skills. It's the most important part. Carrie resisted the urge to put a Z on the end of the word skills in our podcast notes, but here's the thing. 
the more you learn, the less you settle. The more you learn, the more capable you become. Learning and skills come from classes, from reading, and from experience. Mix it up. Learn in different ways. So I'll condense. The writing tip of the pod is, well, there you go. You write the best when your brain works, when you're happy, when you have skills and are learning about how to make the best stories possible and how to make the best self possible. So invest in yourself, people. Take care of your health and your relationship and learn. What do you think, Ferrari? I think people need to try to stay mentally healthy. Right now, in today's current conditions, Breath. yes. <laughs> Like, that's the most important thing. But it's so hard. Just maintaining your sanity. Yeah. And finding new ways to have experiences and learns when you're stuck in the house isn't easy either. That's true. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can do the New York Times mini crossword puzzle with Shawnee. And the spelling bee. And the spelling bee. (laughs) (laughs) That gives me anxiety. I think my pulse rate is up just because of the spelling bee. Or the fact that we just told people what boring last week was <laughs> in the evening time. <laughs> We're stuck in the house, man. I didn't talk about going through the museum in oh, Paris. Oh, well, that's, that's not... I thought that was pretty high on my scale, actually. I kind of enjoyed that. We had an internet She's always exercising and always exercising her brain. She does it both at once. It's like reading a book for a human on a treadmill. (laughs) Except for her, it's barking out the sliding glass door and trying to expand her vocabulary of words of things she can bark at. Yes. Yes. It started off with just... Dog, dog, human... No, white cars. White cars. Yeah, it started with white cars. It started with white cars. And then it went to dog and human. And then it started to people with white hats. Yeah. And then it became dogs. Yeah. All other dogs. And now we've probably made it down to leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and poss- she's close to she's close to shadow, but <laughs> I don't think she's learned that word yet. So. But she is. She's a very happy dog. Like, she enjoys barking. It's like her purpose in life. And she likes learning about new things to bark, right? Yeah. So she's taking good care of herself. She's investing her time in her career of barking. I right? think what she's learning is that the more stuff she barks at, the more the humans like it because that's when they get excitable and yell and stuff. <laughs> She started, she's like, she'll sit on the love, the love seat. We have a blanket on the love seat. And she, yeah. if you haven't seen her for a while, she's feeling lazy. She started going, woof. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> woof. And that's how Gabby tells you that she wants you to come in and pet her because she's that much of a diva dog. Good thing she doesn't have an iPad or a cell phone to text you with. <laughs> I want some popcorn. Bring it up. I found a cool meme. Come see it. Come see it. That would be Gabby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank God. She, her dogs don't have those thumbs that work. Opposable? Yeah. Yeah. 
I always want to call them opposable thumbs. Why? Because you can make you can't really make an O out of it. Yeah. Opposable. No, no, like opposition, like the opposition thumb, like oh, Paul. I don't know. It's like I, I go from opposable to o- opposition to opposition. I think it's all I think it's all related actually. Yeah. Like his opposition would be op. What does opposable mean? Like opposite, right? Yeah. I think so there's so. opposition. Yeah. In, you said in regulated theory. instead of related, and that got me confused. Oh, I don't even remember saying that. Yeah. In that flurry of words. Because it's that kind of week, man. In that flurry of words. It's a week where we didn't get to invest in the number one most important thing. I feel like Oprah Winfrey. You. Invest in yourself. Oh, yeah. We didn't do any. Oof, no. No. It was like we went on a spending spree <laughs> this week. For food? No, emotionally. Oh. Like we, we put out a lot. Yeah, we put out a lot of money. Uh, return, which is what I would consider the investment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's so true, babe. Doesn't all have to be profit, but. It doesn't. <sighs> it was, was no all lost. It's all lost. But you don't be like us. You <laughs> this wanna... week will be better. It's got to be better. It's Thanksgiving in the U.S., man. That's and right. I'm thankful. Oh, maybe we should say what we're thankful for before we say goodbye. I'm thankful for our five listeners. Is that all we have? I don't know. There's I'm thankful like for you too. There's been like 230, two, how do you say that? 230, 100,000? No, not 100. 230,000. Uh, oh, that's where the 100 goes. You set the standard by the 230,000. It's going to be followed up by thousands, right? That's you have why to squeeze so the rest in, in the middle. I don't know. You just, know that's good. I just said it in my head before I said it out loud. I don't ever say anything in my head before I say Anyways, it out loud. I have no filter. Thank you all for each and every listen. Yeah, man. We're thankful for you. I'm thankful for Gabby the barking dog and Sparty the eating dog and husband. Yeah. Hey, I'm third on the list. <laughs> no, you're Woo. fourth if you count the listeners. <laughs> oh, that's right. Crap. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It doesn't that's say not... much for the hu- other humans in our life. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the order of relevance. <laughs> It's not like the hierarchy of worth right there, I'm man. thankful for all of the living beings in their house. Ugh. Except for fleas, if there are any. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't have fleas. Maybe one that comes in and goes. The cats probably eat them. One hops in outside the, from the outside. <laughs> okay, that's gross. But what, what are you having for, for Thanksgiving? Me? Uh, um, whatever you cook, man. I'm thankful for you. I already said that, right? Did I not say it? No, you barely wedged it in at the end. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I love you and I'm thankful You're the most incredible thing that's ever happened to me. I feel like nobody wants to listen to us being thankful. Oh, I was just trying to best you. You always have to best me. (laughs) I know. I'm thankful for your ability to best me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please like it and subscribe. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are because I don't know why. They haven't kicked us off yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you can join over 250,000 people who have listened to this podcast. Man, you've been saying that number for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's really 252.
500,000. I don't even know. How, it's a big number. Sweet. Anyways, the music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and it is made available through the Creative Commons license. If you go to our show notes on carriejonesbooks.blog or Dogs Are Smarter Than People, you can find out who this artist is and what their song is and even go to their artist website. But it's Summer Spliff and it's by Broke for Free. And you can find out more about my books and all that kind of stuff in my writing class. And I teach and I edit things by checking out Carrie Jones Books, C-A-R-R-I-E-J-O-N-E-S Books. Yeah. Dot blog. I got to tell you real quick. Oh, no, honey, don't. No, I just want to say that you're the best editor, teacher, writing coach ever. Oh, that's very sweet. Okay. Very sweet. I mean that. I can tell from your students' reactions when I overhear them in the class, Zoom classes and... And I read your reviews, your emails. I love you. You're amazing.